Welcome to Frankly. I'm Leslie. And I'm Amy. Every week we sit down and have a frank conversation like childhood besties do. We, we keep, keep it, it real. real. Are we going to keep on doing it at the same time? I love yes. It. And we both made little gun guns <laughs> at each other. Pew, pew. <laughs> so that was great. I'm excited for this episode. This, well, I'm excited and also it's going to be super serious. So we're going to get real real deep into this y'all uh-huh. and amy what are we talking about today today we're talking about the big d word oh is that what? what i think it is <laughs> no it is not what you think it is it winky, is winky. <laughs> divorce we're talking about divorce today oh my goodness this is such a intimate topic for you yeah i think for anybody to open yeah. up about divorce Nowadays, I think people on social media are a lot more open about it. Like, who were you saying? Um, Christina from HGTV? Oh, yeah. she Christina from HGTV was so nonchalant. She made a post. Yeah. Of, it was like her in the sunset with her now ex-husband and saying, like, we are separating and our children are the first priority, but give us, you know, give us space. And they just... Mm-hmm. Well, open and honest and and went out came out and said it i know Je- i don't know if you know jen um hatmaker here uh-huh. in austin she also just announced that she's getting a divorce and they've got a ton of kids oh really grown mostly grown kids like high school college but yeah i think it's something that's just more common it's yeah well i guess since we have social media we're seeing it more often and it's less hush-hush, I feel like. Less hush-hush than it used to be, that's for sure. Like, yeah. people are just coming out and, I guess, having to deal with it and, and be pub- more public about it, especially yeah. if they're in the public eye. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, I really want to hear, well, we've been best friends for forever, so I've heard your story before. I... Oh, wait. Preface. I'm not... <laughs> I haven't gotten a divorce. Oh, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Amy has not gotten a divorce, but not, she yes. has a story to tell about divorce. Um, something that has affected her personally. So, are you ready to go? Let's do this. Okay. So, the story. Should I just dive right in? Yeah, let's dive right in. You you start, and I'll I'll chime in. Okay. I grew up in a very normal, I would say normal, <laughs> um, household. Mom, dad, older sister. We lived a nice life. Things were calm. Things were great. Um, I had parents that never, that I really never saw argue. They never, like, sure, I would see them disagree on certain things, but nothing would get heated. Like, they both weren't confrontational people. Mm -hmm. Still to this day aren't. (laughs) Um, So, one one weekend, my mom... And what, how old were you? This was... In ninth grade, okay, correct? I think so. I was in ninth grade, right? Eighth grade? I, I might have been in eighth grade. Eighth or ninth grade. This is terrible that I cannot remember. Um, my mom had kind of made the point like, hey, do you want to go and like spend the weekend with Leslie? And I, in the moment, didn't think anything of it because, hey, I'm always hanging out with Leslie and it's either she's at our house or I'm at her house. And so... That's exactly what we did. Like, I packed up my weekend bag, and I went to Leslie's house. And I don't even remember what we did that weekend, but I'm sure we had fun, as always. Watched a million movies in your basement. Probably. 
And I remember, like, my mom had said, I'll pick you up on Sunday afternoon. And knock, knock, knock on the door. And what did you see? What did I see? Did I answer the door or did you answer the door? I think your mom just came in. Oh, she just, she knocked and then just came right in? Mm-hmm. What she normally did would just, like, beep the horn that she was outside. She would never come to the door. Yeah, correct, yeah. And we just look, I think we were both sitting in the wa- in the living room and we look at her and she's, like, bawling. yeah. And I don't know if we go up, I think you even, like in your cute little Leslie voice, like, what's wrong, Mrs. Yeah, Carr? Yeah, I've never seen your mom cry. I mean, we are still pretty young at that age, so we haven't seen right. our parents that emotional usually keep it pretty private. Right. That is very true. They never let us really see their crazy emotions. Okay, but you go ahead. Sorry. Well, so she's just bawling her eyes out and we're like, what's the matter? And through the tears, she says, I don't even remember, but like, mm we're moving out, like, we, I've got a, rented us an apartment, like, in, near your, your high school, um, I don't know that she ever used the, like, I'm divorcing your dad, or I, I'm leaving your dad, or something like that, is what I remember. Again, we're not going to trust my memory, because as who I am, I tend to forget the negative memories, and hold on to, like, the positive stuff, so I, I don't truly have the best recollection. Yeah, but this is your truth, so whatever you're remembering and whatever <laughs> you have is your truth, and um, that's the most important, so. Yeah, so long story short, like, sh- I looked at you, and I was like, can you come with me? But it was, like, a Sunday night, and I think we had school the next day. And I had said, like, Leslie, like, can you come stay with me or something? So you packed up a bag really quick, and you came into the car with us, right? Or did your mom drop you off later? Mm-mm. I was in the car from the very... I was Poor there at Leslie. that moment. Because I think, was I bawling? I think everyone was bawling. I think you were crying. <laughs> I think I was crying. I just had no... I was, like, in a state of shock. But this is not... <laughs> I, we can give my perspective at a later time. You say your, you continue okay. on your story, and then we can go for me. So, anyways, we got into the car. My cats were like all in there, and then I was like, well, "What about my dog?" Like, I guess she was staying and staying with my dad. So I was really sad about that. And we get to the apartment, and literally, the apartment is set up with with a portion of our things. So, like, I don't know some some of the furniture was taken, and I, my mom left some with my dad. So I walk in and like, first was like surprised with an anger that someone had literally packed my stuff. Like imagine you're, you're a preteen or no, you are a teen and like all of your stuff that you had in your room organized, like private journals, all of that had been gone through, picked and, you know, chosen what was taken versus what was left behind. And like my room was set up for me. And sure, like the women that did it, by the way, my mom had some close friends help her pack everything up. But still, like the fact that I knew these random women were going through my stuff was super uncomfortable. And so then I was kind of like resenting and mad at my mom, like what the heck? But then also very thrown off guard because I had no idea why they were getting a divorce. I had, again, never seen them fight, never knew anything was wrong. And she just showed up to my house and was like, it's over right we separated and that we already moved out Mm -hmm. of my childhood home yeah what um I'll give you I'll give everyone the backstory for me so I was there again like you said when your mom came into our house and she broke the news and said she 
you know, she was so sorry and and this is what was happening and I remember just sitting next to you and I think you were you were in shock and then started crying and I was in shock and then started crying and we I don't even remember like even asking my parents if I could leave. I, I just think just, your mom was in on it. She knew what was happening before the fact because my mom probably told her. Maybe. I don't even remember my parents being in, in that house at all. Your mom was there, I think. Okay, well. Or had just left for groceries or something. You were such a good best friend. You still are a good best friend. But in that moment, you, you were. used to be a good best friend. <laughs> in that moment, you were a really great friend. I mean, yeah. But again, the same thing is, may, I had, you and I, we grew up in a very, um, very conservative and very, like, Religion. families stick together we didn't really know anybody except for maybe our like school friends that had like divorced parents, like all of. Did we? One part. I had some friends that like, were Did divorced, you? but not within our particular circle. Like our. This was like the tabooest thing you could ever imagine, guys. In our community, yeah. Literally, it, our lives revolved around Christianity and. You shall yeah. not divorce. Literally, that's like the worst thing in our book that you could do and what we were taught. And we, yeah, and we were pretty young, so it was a big deal. But this is, okay, so we're back at my house, and then we get into the car with your mom and go to the new apartment, and yeah, all of your stuff was there. And I remember spending the night with you, and um, it was just like, I think it was just like a state of shock for all of us. Because I don't remember, I don't think your mom even told you like the details until way later, right? She didn't tell you like why we're getting a divorce or separating, like what, why the marriage fell apart. Like, did she, do you remember her communicating? Well, why? I remember overhearing a conversation. This was, I think, the second day. So my dad didn't know that this was happening. My dad didn't know my mom was that unhappy and was that, was even planning on divorcing him. Um, he had gone away on a men's retreat with our Christian community, and he had come home to an empty house. Literally came home to us not being there. He had no idea what had happened. So I guess I had missed a phone call where he had arrived home and called my mom and was like, what's going on, where she broke the news to him? Obviously, it's not like it was a surprise, like the house is empty. Like, what else would have happened? Right. Um, but I overheard a phone call where my mom was crying on the phone with my dad and she was pretty much leading him on to say you know this is just for a time we just need to work things out we need to just I need some time alone and I had heard that conversation so I had the false hope of like this is this is just a nightmare this is all gonna get better mm -hmm. do you remember thinking should I stay with my mom or should I stay with my dad or in that moment, I was just kind of going with the flow, and and yeah, I was like, okay, well, at least I'm closer to my school, living living in this apartment. Mm -hmm. And what about your sister? Where was your sister in all this, and and did she know beforehand, or was she also? I don't believe my mom had any conversations with her, letting her know, and I don't even know when they called her or who called her, but I know that she took it really hard because she was off in college and. I think she was a freshman um so she has a she has a, a, a very different distinctive um perception of all of this as well and I think we both 
processed it and experienced completely different things, even though it was the same divorce. Yeah, that's that's so true. I've heard both of your stories and mm-hmm. two I've, different sides, but they're both the truth because it's your truth and your right perception, like perception of what happened. So, do you have any other like recollection of what had gone like that initial day or the weeks following? Um, so I remember that day in that what I just described. The weeks following, I remember we still were going to the same church that we grew up in. And I remember you would come to church and then you would see me and then we'd go into the locker room and you'd break down and I'd try to comfort you. Hmm. And we would stay in the locker room, sometimes miss like most of church and just talk about it. And Who did I go to church with? My mom and my dad wouldn't go? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, yeah, and then I remember, and then because we still were going to different schools, then like school, I think that school is going on, so it's not like we could be together all the time. Yeah. I remember I tried to stop by as much as possible or check in on you. But um, but yeah, that I just remember trying. I mean, it, it was totally new to me. Like Again, I didn't have any close friends that have mm-hmm. gone through a divorce. And the way that we were raised, like, it was, like, it was just, it was a shocker for me, too, because I grew up with you. I knew your parents, like, I also never saw your parents fight, and I, and I also, like, the way we were raised, it seemed like (gasps) the worst thing that could happen. And you know what? I felt like I had the scarlet letter all over me. Like, you do not know the shame and the embarrassment that I felt going to church Going even to high, I had a whole group of high school girlfriends. None of their parents had divorced. And so I just felt it was something that I always like had a badge of honor of like when I went to the new schools, somehow it was like always a conversation of like, yeah, and and my parents, like it's my mom, my dad and my sister. And like, they've been married for 20 something years. It was always something that I felt came up in that the group, in the group of girls that I was with, like all of our parents we're all still together, so it was kind of that thing of, uh, it's a pride thing, like, mm-hmm. a, an accomplishment, and so then all of a sudden to have that rug ripped from underneath you, and it, it actually tied to kind of myself, not, yeah, kind of self, self-worth of coming from a good family. I'd felt like, wow, now I'm, from, I'm coming from a broken family. Or like, what did I do to deserve this, or? No, not that, but just like, I'm now less, because my parents have divorced. Mm. And I always dreamed of marrying a guy who's, you know, who had a really strong family unit and parents madly in love after 30 years and all of that kind of stuff. That was literally, like, in my brain. Yeah, I mean, same here. Um, and so for you, did you feel, you mentioned that you both with the, you know, this Christian community that we grew up in and also then with your, like, I would say public school friends, not saying mm-hmm. that they're not Christian, but... That's kind of how we made the distinction. Yeah. You felt both like embarrassed embarrassed in both ashamed. groups or was one more than the other? No. Well, good question. I think they accepted it pretty quickly and um, one of my friends like brought me a box of tissues and some like my favorite candy or something the first day that I had gone back. Um, and even I think they had come over, like a group of them had come over shortly after they found out. Um, but it was mostly in the Christian community that you and I grew up in that is where the craziness kind of started to happen. 
um, first of all, we, my parents had sought out kind of counseling and help in both of the communities. So within our church and then another Christian group that both you and I were a part of. Um, and the response from both of them were like, number one, this is terrible. You guys, you know, this is huge. You guys need to work through this. And second, one of you needs to like leave. You both can't be here. Kind of like we're, we're kind of excommunicating you guys. So both of them did not get the support that they were hoping for. No, everybody, I think kind of gave them the cold shoulder yeah Yeah. and nobody nobody wanted to help them and so in seeing that happen to your parents did that make you feel like you were kind of being kicked out or like excommunicated yeah and isolated or and you felt like may even though they technically didn't say like that you had to leave did you feel like well yeah i know yeah it is kind of like, I think they had told my parents that they both needed to take a leave of absence. Mm-hmm. So literally, the church where you think are supposed to be w- welcoming you with open arms, like both outlets that we had, l- literally were, basically said, you're not welcome. And so, sure, I think they told me to like keep going, but the awkwardness and the looks that I got, like I literally remember going to the community of one of our, we had like these weekly gatherings and nobody, I'm not even joking, Leslie, nobody talked to me. Hmm. They gave me the look and I, I remember some of the young adult leaders had like come over to me to try to talk about it or something. Um, and I was like trying to hold back tears, but talk. they were trying to like say, comfort me in the weirdest, not good way. I don't know, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, so that totally kind of turned you off and... I stopped going. Yeah, you stopped going and where, like, did you find during that time, did you find any solace or comfort in any other, any, anything, anything else? Or like, how did you, how did you cope? Like, how did you get through, how did you get through it? Especially as a young person, like, it's not, you are still processing what was done to you and but still you don't have all the facts because it's like parents are trying to protect you and trying to like they're going through at the same time that you're going through it so not all the details are coming out and and you're just trying to like what am I gonna do and your sister was gone so she was away it was just you that was kind of in the middle of it like how did you where did you find comfort like what did you do I did feel I did feel alone in that aspect um because I was also a part of a bigger kind of a, not a brawl, but like with my parents and as they both lawyered up, um, there was a fight for custody. And so since I was the only kid that was younger than 16 that like needed to have a home, right? It was just like, it got really, really nasty. Um, It ended up being that the judge said I had to do 50-50 but I know for a while between b- before that was ordered, um, something had gone, something had happened with my mom where I just, I like lost respect for her, mo- moved back in with my dad um, because of certain things that had happened and lived with my dad until the court said, okay, you, you have to split your time. So then it was, I remember, oh, this was horrible. For years, I would have to go back and forth weekly our arrangement was weekly. 
I had to pack my bags for a week with my mom and then with a week with my dad. And that was the hardest thing because I had this giant suitcase that my sister had taken with her to Europe. Giant. Like, I could probably fit into it. I remember. I'm starting to remember this. Yeah. I would have to load that thing up with clothes. You know when you're in high school or... I think it was in eighth, eighth or ninth grade. You don't know exactly what you want to wear, and you're not going to plan it out perfectly. So I would literally just like dump all the options of clothes that I could ever choose to wear, and literally haul it back and forth. And that was really, I think, in the in the time I had kind of brushed it off. But in the in looking back, it really was like a huge stress. Well, every single week, that's in, that's insane, and mm-hmm. you makes you feel like you can never really be like comfortable settled. and at home yeah and settled living out of a suit pretty much living out of a suitcase until I was a junior in, in high school mm-hmm. where I made the decision to live with my dad do you so once the divorce happened did your behavior change in any way like outwardly like did you start acting any different or um making different decisions you think that were affected by the divorce I think because I already had that scarlet letter I was like okay well what else like well now that I don't have this going for me like why don't I branch out and do whatever the heck I want so we obviously grew up in in very conservative um community where dating was not a lot like there were literally oaths signed of like why you can't date and it's so bad, bad to date and you need to wait until you're what like college out of high school for sure. Yeah, so you can college, so you can court, you can court and get married. Yep. So, anyways, I was like, well, screw that. I'm like the community that I once held at such high regard that was no longer in my life. They kicked us out. I was like, fine, like I'm gonna date. I'm gonna do whatever I want. So yeah, I definitely, um, I don't know, just like lived the, the high school life that I wanted to, like told one parent I was going one place, told another parent I was going another place. Rebelling in that way, I wouldn't say that I was like, oh my gosh, I was that rebellious kid because if y'all listening know me, you, you know I'm not really crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for me coming from a conservative household, I You're like, had my- I had my little rebellious <laughs> stage, right? Where, like, boyfriends and staying out late and drinking and um, just not giving uh Didn't care yeah. because at that point I was like, well, my parents are divorced. Like, what? what? How, how could it get worse, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, because, because that was such a big part of what we thought needed to – that's what life was about. So obviously I grew out of that. Yes. And um, I don't regret any of it because I learned a lot through high school. And I was a good kid. I still got good grades. Like I, you know, yeah, again, nothing crazy it, happened. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I guess the preface is that in the scheme of things compared to where we were raised, it was rebellious. But if you look, you know, compared to the rest of the world, like you're still a war sweet angel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so in the beginning, it seems like relationships with your parents kind of were tumultuous. Tumultuous, and that you didn't, your relationship was maybe not good for a while. But also, do you feel like as time went on that you mended and kind of 
looked at the situation differently and kind of mended the relationship mm-hmm. with your parents or how did that evolve over the years? Yeah, I would say it was always pretty stable with my dad. Um, maybe because it wasn't that like mother-daughter relationship, but he and, he and I always um, had a pretty, I would say, stable relationship besides me being like a hormonal teen being like, dad, leave me alone kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, for a while with my mom, things were really, really rocky. I ended up moving, um, into her house for college, um, because she then moved really close to campus and that was okay. We had like mended besides the, just the, the general, like I'm just annoyed with you all the time, mom. Um, things definitely got better. My dad got remarried when I was in 10th grade to an amazing lady. So I started wanting to hang out with them more because that they, they formed another family unit that I was craving. And actually, that was an amazing, really fond memory in high school. Um, I was able to, like, hang out with them. My My boyfriend, we were able to, like do double dates oh yeah i remember that i asked i, I pretend like i'm actually i was actually there but i just remember because <laughs> why you told me it was nice like we'd go kayaking and we would do things um which is kind of weird as as like double dating with your parents but it was fun it was again like making family memories and i had my own room at the my, the, the new house that we moved into and my stepmom was amazing, like throwing awesome parties and bonfires in the backyard. And she was, her love language is definitely different than my mom's love language. And so things that my mom never did for me, my stepmom was doing for me. And it like made me feel really special. Um, taking me shopping and like always pampering me and like making sweet dinners and getting all of my favorite foods which she still does to this day when we go to visit so that kind of made me feel again like oh I've got like an awesome family unit and then I was no longer as ashamed that my parents were divorced because I'm like well yeah but I still have this amazing family so whenever I would bring a boyfriend home like it was oh yeah you've got an awesome family now I mean the little that I remember about those I do remember you had a really big bed. It was a <laughs> I lit your own. You lived because you lived in the basement, so you had your own little like living room. So you watch a lot yeah. of movies and the best snacks. She had the best snacks. The best, snacks. like on brand snacks. Here. Rice crispy treats, Oreos, mm-hmm. bagels, every single flavor of cream cheese. Yes, I remember that. It was so fun. Always there. orange juice. Always mm-hmm. bacon. Oof. I remember those days. We never had to make a meal because there was always like leftovers prepped. And oh, you're so right. It was great. It was really, yeah. And we awesome. like backed up to a really cool park and yeah, it was wonderful. Um, yeah, so where, where are you now? Now we're in 2020 and both of your parents are remarried That's and it. you are married. Like, how does your perspective on marriage and like, and looking back at your parents' right. marriage, like, where are you at right now? What's your thoughts on it? I completely think their marriage, and again, I really don't know all the details. However, 
there was a lot between the two of them that wasn't ever spoken about. Like if one of them was upset or didn't like this or that, it it was kind of brushed off and not discussed fully as much like as fully as I would personally want to resolve something. Um, my mom held a lot of resentment. My dad, um, just not always taking my mom's suggestions or feelings into consideration. So it was definitely a two way road there of things that they could have done better. Um, but yeah, looking back on it, I am super thankful that they got a divorce. Honestly, I have, um, they both have great, they're both in healthy marriages. Like they both married the person that they should have been with almost all, all along. Somebody that gets them more. Somebody that knows how to, yeah, knows how to like deal with their personalities. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. At the same time though, if they didn't, weren't together in the beginning, you wouldn't be here. That is true. That so, is so And you wouldn't true. be my best friend, so, because you wouldn't be yeah. alive. So I'm glad that they were together for some moment. Yeah. No, and I had such a happy childhood. Like, that was all amazing, and I'm really grateful. And yeah, everything, I'm always an optimist, so every all of the struggles that I had to go through with them getting a divorce, it did teach me a lot. What did it teach you? Communication is key. Um honesty I mean besides like the commu- the the relationship aspect of it it taught me just a lot about dealing dealing with stressful things I mean communication that that kind of says it all right <laughs> it is yeah absolutely being on the same page about things when it matters and not really getting all worked out of bent out of shape when when it's in the grand scheme of things something that doesn't matter mhm one thing I learned from that situation since hey. I'm including myself since we were so close and I basically was there when it all you went, went down. It with me. I did go through it with you. Um, I kind of put in perspective for me, marriage itself, like, like we were discussing, we always growing up thought like you just marry someone and that's it. Like this is, you just be with that person forever and it's this, um, euphoric relationship and everything's perfect and um, romanticized for sure romanticized and I never in seeing that I just saw like how much work actually goes into making a a, a marriage work and making yeah. um, and saying I do is just the I do is not is not always good enough like that there has to be effort and there has to be communication and there's so many other factors that have to be um, given by both parties to make a marriage work and I just like and seeing that I kind of broke the you know the rose-colored glasses but also made me put into perspective and realize um, relationships are the real deal and you you really have to put work in it how would you I'm really curious because I don't think we've had this conversation before how did that maybe change your viewpoint on your parents? Did you start, I mean, I don't know if, did they ever fight in front of you before? And once my parents did get divorced, did it ever make you worried? Like, oh no, my parents are going to get divorced. Or like, did you, how did it change the way that you looked at your parents? And or like, how do your parents act? Because Leslie's parents are still married after 30 something years. 
<laughs> like 35, I think. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think definitely since you were the closest relationship to me and then seeing your parents, I mean, your parents are like my second parents. So seeing them divorce, I definitely, a lot of times then after that, when I would see my parents get into bad fights, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is this going to, is this going to break them? Like, so you would see fights. Oh yeah, I would see fights. Definitely. Really? My parents definitely fought in front like, of me. Like yelling at each other or just like very disagreement where like one leaves the room like upset? Um, both just, yeah, both yelling at each other. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen them. David. <laughs> Julia. Yeah. <laughs> no, I disagree. No. Yeah. Your parents are just the cutest and I say that in like the most endearing mm-hmm. way ever. Like they're... They have a great relationship. But also, like, I've seen, yes, but also, again, like, yeah, also, not, <laughs> yeah, of lots course. of things that they've worked through and yeah. thought about. But yeah, I remember getting ner- a lot of nervous sometimes because it broke those glasses on me, saying, like, oh my gosh, like, it's not just a done deal. Like, any, I feel like anything could break up a marriage. Like, yeah. Um, so that definitely made me open up my eyes. Yeah, so Leslie, it seems like you learned a lot from seeing my parents get divorced and it made you a little bit nervous to see your parents fight. But I think you, you were able to see the bigger picture. And I think when your parents fought, you probably were realizing they really were like in it to stick it out. And you saw their commitment to each other. You just basically just read my mind. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's really exactly what I was going to say. That's awesome. Um, yeah, just at first it scared me, but as I thought about it more and over the years, I'm like, actually, yeah, each day they're deciding that they want to be together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of crap that goes on, but they're still working at it. And I had a lot of respect and the same way too. I had a lot of respect for your parents and you and just seeing you grow, like being with you along the road of when I first got divorced to now, just being on that journey with you, Aww. it was, I'm glad that I could be there for you. And I don't know if I was amazing at it, but you really I was were. trying to be there for you and just seeing you grow and how strong you were to get through it because that's not easy. It's one thing for parents to get divorced, but at such a young age and with all of the factors around us, like you but not even that young, were a like, boss. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, some people's parents get divorced at like five years old or fifth grade or all of these different ages. I felt like because I was a bit older, I was able to maybe have a bit more of a mature experience going through it. Mm-hmm. But also you sense. were, because you were a little bit older and you were mature in emotions, like you, you felt it more than like maybe. Right. If I was three years old and had no idea. Yeah. yeah. So you really just like stepped up and... Well, I appreciate all of the support yeah. you gave me because if you like the entire time you never gave me any feelings of embarrassment or shame that I was getting from other people. So mm-hmm. thank you. I love you. I love you more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both in obviously marriages now and we have, well, I guess the difference between you and I is I had a lot of dating relationships before I got married and you had fewer. I did have fewer. So I think for me, every single relationship that I had taught me something about myself, taught me something about relationships, and all of that I think was super vital, which is why I personally am going to vouch for my kids to date, because I think they, it, it teaches you a lot about yourself and about 
about the, I don't know, it's not easy finding the person that you're choosing, choosing to spend the rest of your life with. And I do think you need to learn things about yourself, have the experiences with the different people and know and learn what your like non-negotiables are. Yes, I totally agree with you. I definitely think that um, dating, um, especially like dating with intention, but also yeah. learning about yourself and um, making sure the person that you're with is someone that you're willing to like fight together to make it work. And I think just having the conversation with your partner um like it's not easy (laughs) see this is another thing we learned it's not easy that's something we're learning now that no one ever told us how hard marriage actually is like why didn't anybody tell us this (laughs) they said it so nice oh yeah like you're gonna have some fights and it's so worth it but it is hard as hell and (laughs) it's gonna be interesting how we teach our kids and show our kids what marriage is like and the work that it does take. I've been married for going on four and a half years. Oh gosh. I know. And together for, I don't know, more than six, I think. Yeah. Six, almost seven. It's hard y'all. I have never been more challenged in my life. And there have been multiple points in our relationship where I'm just like, I am at my wits end. Like this is so hard. And especially, too, um, when sometimes it seems like it's so much easier just to walk away. Sometimes you're like, ah, but you have to put in the work. For me, Kareem and I have been together four years, married one and a half, mm-hmm. and long distance for most of it. Yep. And there's been many times where we're like, this is, this is too hard. Like, the effort that needs to be put in to make this work is, like, impossible impossible and like we're just so independent so it's really <laughs> hard to put it together mm-hmm. but after some time and we, we always get back together and we're like no like we really want to make it work yeah and we try and we and we try <laughs> and we try I mean sometimes we have to That's try again and try again and, right. and say sorry and try to understand and Drop be angry ego yeah. and, no I think at the end of the day relationships are friendships are hard work let alone a marriage you know mm-hmm. and I always said like when I got married it was a really good feeling because it felt like a relationship like a dating relationship that had turned into a deep deep friendship and at least for Jesus and I we moved um, to a new country we moved from Mexico to the U.S. to a brand new city where literally it was just him and I and we had one of his cousins living here so we were each other's support system. So it, we really, in that year, began to develop a really deep friendship, which every, you know, every single time I'm ever mad, I always do have to think, like, but you know what? Like, we have, the, like, we have this really great friendship, he and I, and anytime that I'm annoyed with something, I'm like, ah, someone's probably, like, way chiller than he is, and why is he getting so upset right now? I always think, like, that he's not just your lover, but he's your best friend. No, I'm just thinking, like, I think of, uh, like, I could be with that per- random person, 
And I'm like, wait, that random person would probably annoy the heck out of me probably way more than my own husband annoys me. Like, and wouldn't understand you the way he understands you. Yeah, that sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Like, this, we're so similar in so many things. That's why we drive each other nuts. <laughs> I can, you attest can attest to that. that. <laughs> I can attest to that 100%. But then if I was with anybody else, they would not have those same, like, weird things. You guys are so cute. Yeah, great. And then yeah. adding a child to the mix is a whole new playing field. That's, but you guys are doing great, and you guys Thank are supporting you. one another. And yeah, there's so many things that were not told to us about what goes into making a marriage work. Um, I think for some reason I chose all the most difficult, pa- <laughs> most difficult paths with my finding my husband. Um, Long distance. Long distance, different. Foreign. Foreign, different religions, different uh, cultures, cultures, socioeconomic statuses. Um, language. Language. Could we go on? We could go on to many things. <laughs> um, but a true testament to our relationship is that even with all those things, we still choose each other every day. And I've experienced. Um, that what's that statement love is not a feeling it's an action and i that's something that we're doing every single day is to love each other yeah um what am i doing now in my relationship that you're being intentional about because your parents got divorced weekly date nights is huge why is that and why does that make a difference I think, divorced. yeah, I think you have to, just like you said, you have to be intentional about your love life and make time for each other, show each other that the relationship matters, show each other that the spark is still there, um, and continue just that friendship and love life. What's one thing you would wish someone told you about marriage? It's going to be hard and rocky and it's also going to be very rewarding and am I going into the same pattern that everyone yes. says <laughs> <laughs> literally what everyone says no I would say it's really hard and find I don't know be open about it talk about it find help when you need to find help and yeah, we had a conversation some time ago where we're like, nobody really, no one ever told us. Literally, the it's like two indivi- two independent people that think two different ways, but they're coming together, and now they have to share the same bed. They have to share the same room and space and closet and 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 cars and time and families, and they can't all have it the same. They can't have it all. Like, you have to freaking compromise every single freaking day of your life, which is the most annoying thing in the whole wide world. And they think completely different. It's like you're not cloning yourself. It's an individual that thinks way differently than you. Yeah, and then you're like, no, this is how it needs to be done. And the other person's like, no, this is how it needs to be done. And you're like, no, I'm no, right. no, 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 no. I'm the right one. Yep. Yeah. And then you say, oh, no, you hurt me this way. And then, no, you hurt me this way. And it goes back and forth. And then you just... You never win. You never win. But both people are hurting each other. Yep. But who's going to be the first one to say, I'm sorry? 
Or is anyone going to say sorry? Or are you going to sweep it under the rug like a lot of people do and not talk about it? Or maybe you're one person that wants to speak about it right now and the other person's like, oh, I like space. And you're like, oh, F no. Mm-mm. We need to resolve this right now. That's why. No, no, no. You are not taking a week to think about this. Imagine if it was long distance and if you wanted to be the person that I want to talk about now, but the other person's like, oh, no, I'm going to hang up the phone and I don't have to answer the phone. You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's not easy. <laughs> it's pretty comical. It is really comical. There's lots of times that Leslie's overhearing a fight or literally in the middle of one of our fights and you're like, come on, guys. I have tried to say that very little because I'm like in your space. I feel like once I'm out of your space, then I'll be like, okay, guys, let's get it together. Go at it. Yeah. Yeah, you've definitely seen, you've seen all of it, all of our disagreements and it's really always about stupid stuff, which I think is <laughs> how it always goes, right? Yeah. Well, same with me. You've seen me, and I mean, you've seen your parents. I've seen my parents. I've seen my sisters. Like, there are so many things to fight about. And, and you think in the scheme of things, there's so many things that a lot of people would say, nah, I'm better off by myself, or like, meh, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. It really is a decision every day to be like, I want to still be married to this person. Yep. Yep. And what, yep. do you have any fears about divorce now that your parents have been divorced? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want it. I, I, it's the last thing that I want to happen. I, I want I want to grow old with my husband and I want our kids to be able to model their relationships after ours and I want to get better with my communication speaking to my husband like I want you know I'm still learning every single day I'm very far from perfect <laughs> surprise oh <laughs> what all y'all thought I was oh my perfect. gosh I'm what very yeah I'm very far from perfect I have a lot of things to work on and I don't know I just I want it I want it to work more than anything, so... And that in itself is the key. My ego doesn't always want it to work. I My ego always <laughs> wants to be right, but... Yeah, I mean, I want our son to... I want our son to, to see that mom and dad love each other and that also they, they can be real and show how hard it is so that he's also not deceived and disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I really think is amazing that I think Kristen Bell and Jack Shepard do is that um, usually as kids like we see maybe the beginning of our parents fight but we never really see them like make up what the resolution. and what the resolution is and they have been big proponents of like if they fight in front of the kids that even if they make up se- like separately maybe at night in the you know in the bedroom or whatever that they always the next day will pretend to like re reenact the fight reenact Reenact the resolution resolution of the fight and make up and so the kids are seeing that yes the parents fight and they disagree but also this is how like a relationship healthy relationship can talk through the problems Mm -hmm. and this is a healthy relationship that you are gonna fight and yeah and here's resolution so and i think it's very looking back it's very healthy i think for our kids to see the disagreements I think we both can agree. I think we both can agree that we want our kids to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
and that we're going to try our best to be good role models for them. Agreed. And we're going to keep on keeping on with our relationships, working hard to make them work. Weekly date nights, y'all. Maybe waking up every so often and thinking, like, what can I do to make their day a little better? And if we all are thinking that way, then maybe they'll just come up and give us a back rub that we always <laughs> More than just a back rub, if you not know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. But. But really. Um, yes, this is part one of this conversation, talking about divorce. We talking wanna, about relationships. Talking about relationships, too. Being ridiculously hard. Being ridiculously hard, and um, I really like you sharing your perspective on divorce. Thank and you. for opening up your heart to me and our audience, just to know you more and know the real shiz behind what happens when divorce happens and who it affects. Yeah, so. I think a lot of people have their own divorce story, whether they themselves have been divorced or their parents divorced or their grandparents divorced. Mm-hmm. And I guess the biggest advice I have is just like owning owning the story. I'm always a positivity girl, so finding finding the silver lining in things I do think is important. Not not of course like And it's okay I mean, if it takes time, right? Well it's okay if there's not always a happy ending. It's okay that if it truly just sucks and there is no silver lining also. Mm-hmm. That's totally okay. I'm not all for toxic positivity. <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> this was a lovely chat. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for tuning in to episode four. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you got something out of it. And we hope you stay along for the ride for episode five and beyond. Leslie is going to be taking a trip up to Michigan, so our next podcast is going to feature her lovely sister. Woohoo! Stay tuned. Good night and, and ta-ta, ta-ta for, for now. now.